0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jortzen, and today you're going to be listening to our Martinsville Speedway Night Race review. You're going to be listening to Kinzel's Classroom, where Professor Nick Kinzel grades five drivers from the Martinsville Speedway Night Race, and he'll see if the Stock Car Spectacle crew agrees with him. And also we'll be going into the Homestead Miami Speedway preview where the Stock Car Spectacle crew gives their predictions for the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series races this weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. And ending the show, you will be listening to the Gambler's Picks where Mike Gamble will give you the best drivers to put your money on. So make sure to listen to him if you want to make some big bucks this weekend. Alright guys, thanks for listening to me. Now let's get into the show. Oh, 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 Welcome to the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordan. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kendall And we have a special guest today, Dalton. Why don't you introduce yourself, bud? Hey, what's going on?
1: Viewers of the Stock Car Spectacle, this is Dalton Good here, Kyle Busch's number
0: one fan and Joey Logano's
1: number one hater. How y'all doing today?
0: <laughs> and, uh, uh, best got... intro ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell us how you got into NASCAR, bud.
1: Well, it all started when I was about uh, four years old. Uh so I began as a Terry Labonte fan uh, because I was obsessed with the uh, this Kellogg's Frosted Flakes car. I just love the Tony the Tiger paint scheme. And go. that's basically what got me hooked. My dad was already a fan. I started watching races with him when I was about four years old. I started off with Terry Labonte, and then once he retired, I just thought, well, I guess I might as well as pull, for the next guy who drives a five car, End up being Kyle Busch. So now here I am, <laughs> Kyle Busch's number one fan now.
2: <laughs> and if anybody wants to dispute that dalton is kyle bush's number one fan number one just go look at his social medias yeah, it's yeah. pretty convincing pretty quickly no, yeah. and he's also kyle bush's twin brother so honestly. you, know, you <laughs> get you those know,
0: sunglasses on you look just like him yeah you know when i went to kentucky last season
1: i had a lot of fans come up to me. at Asked me for my autograph, not even lying. You should have just done it. You should have done yeah. it. I, yeah, I, I right. will, I'm, I'm willing to do it, man. Like I remember one guy asked me, "Hey, uh, since you look like Kyle Busch, you might be get a picture with you and, and just tell everybody that we really met Kyle Busch. I'm like, "All right, go for it."
2: <laughs> and, and I don't
0: care. That's cool. <laughs> That's oh awesome. All right, guys. So let's get into our diecast of the week. Dalton, let's start off with you. What'd you bring for us? All right. Well, I
1: decided to bring this bad boy out this is kyle's uh i think it's 2012 oh yeah it has kbm on So yeah 2012 uh monster energy number 54 diecast Um, my dad actually won this uh my dad actually works at the uh, hospital down in uh johnson city and uh, he won this by some kind of hat pick or something like that i can't remember exactly but he won this he gave this to me and uh i finally got a sign for him he really wants it back but no, Dad, you ain't have it. Uh, but, the re- <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to bring this up, I just I love the Monster Car. This is one of my favorite the Kyle Busch car all time. It.
3: Yeah, the best. And, car. And I <laughs> want that
1: diecast so bad, but you just don't see it for
3: sale anymore unless you want to pay like two hundred and fifty bucks for it. I'm not a Kyle Busch fan by any means, but that is one Kyle Busch car that I would love to have because the '54 Monster Car is
1: fire. Bad. Well, if you want, well, you if you want what? to go to eBay, someone's selling it for thirty dollars or less.
2: Yeah, go, Nick. <laughs> jump on it. Oh come on, Nick. <laughs> I'll do it on the show. I, I think your your debit card would burst in flames if you got a Kyle Bush diecast. cast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean come on. If you sucked your money dry
3: on
1: Black Friday last year, like Mike's telling me about, then you could do
3: this. <laughs> yeah, I could, but I didn't get any Kyle Bush cards last year because I don't want to do that to myself. I might have oh. to. There's two now there's two Kyle Bush cards mm-hmm. that I want. I want
0: that purple one
3: and I want that fifty-four monster one.
0: There's only one Kyle Bush diecast I want, and that's the Chicagoland 2018 win with the slide job. I have the
1: 164 Kyle scale diecast of that one, but not the 124 scale.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I have the
2: 164, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been meaning, I want to get the 124, but again, it's just like it's Kyle Bush. I don't know if I can do that to myself, <laughs> but that was such a great race.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, dude, definitely. No doubt. One of the best races I've ever watched.
2: Oh, yeah. All right, Mike. So what you got? All right. So we're filming the morning after the Martinsville night race last night. As we all know, my boy Bubba Wallace had one hell of a day. P5 uh, stage one, P6 uh, stage two. And if it wasn't for a a lapper rookie by the name of Cole Custer, we would have had a top 10 finish as well. I'm rocking the gear. I'm rocking the click and close pit crew shirt. Might as well bring on the second place Daytona 500 car. One of my favorite raced versions ever. The damage on this car is absolutely incredible. Ian, I know you got this one, too. and this Oh, one, yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't not have that one if you're a 43 fan. That's one of the coolest ones around. So, oh. yeah. Really cool with, you know, everything Bubba had going on. You know, rocking the, the Black Lives Matters car and everything going on. And then he goes out there and absolutely shows out at one of his best tracks. So, had to show him some love today.
1: Oh, huh. hell yeah. I wanted him to win so bad.
2: Oh, yeah. Was he was looking bad fast, man. I thought he was going
0: to get, like, a top five or something. But, you know, it was just a long green flag run. But we'll get into that later. Nick, Yeah. what die cast you got, bud?
3: Well, for the for the Martinsville show we did earlier this week, I brought out a Dale Earnhardt Jr. car. And I brought out another Dale Earnhardt Jr. car. So I got one of his old Bush Ooh, another car with the new wafers. Oh, yeah. This is a good-looking race car. This is another one. I was cleaning out my room the other day, and I just found, like, 3 diecast boxes that – and then I found this one in there. So I was just like, eh, I know they're my dad's, but he's probably not going to get them back because I've already put them on – I've already put them out on display for my <laughs> die-cast collection. So, yeah, Dale's Dale's running this weekend, so what better way than – he's running in the Xfinity Series, so bring out a bush
0: car. And he's running All a right. yellow car, too. Yes, he is. Yeah. Perfect.
2: All right, right, Ian, what
0: you got? So for my diecast of the week, since we're going to Homestead Miami Speedway, I had to bust out Cole Custer's first-ever Xfinity Series win. Uh, He led 182 out of 200 laps for the race uh, for his first-ever Xfinity Series win, and uh, William Byron won the championship that year. So uh, just a sweet-looking car. Uh, I don't know if you guys could tell, but the font for the double zero is a lot different than his later years. It's a lot more round it was kind of more square uh, yeah. 27 or 2018 and on so pretty cool car got some uh got some uh, damage on there so looks good all right,
3: all right. nice yeah all right and, yeah, Dalton I looked it up on uh, eBay yeah they're not going for 30 bucks bud i oh, got really? like 150 200 175
0: yeah th- those cars ain't going to be cheap oh though.
1: dear <laughs> god okay no I don't blame you I don't blame you <laughs>
0: And for an honorable mention for a diecast of the week, I got to go with the 164.
1: Hey.
0: Dale Jr.'s car he ran at Darlington last year, since he is going to be running at Miami this weekend.
1: Oh, I see Take you rocking
0: ass, the beer, too. Yep. Got this right. at Chicagoland, and I got my uh, Plan B sales Noah Gregson hat. So, all junior motorsports stuff for this weekend, bud.
1: Oh, oh, sounds yeah. good,
0: man. Hell yeah. All right, guys. So, let's get into the Martinsville race. So to start off, we had Ryan Blaney winning the poll from a random draw, but that didn't work out for him. He dropped like a rock. Everybody
3: did. Everybody yeah. did, yes.
0: Yeah, they, they really needed to get some practice in, like at least 30 minutes of practice for them to get used to these new tires because a lot of – like you saw, what were we? 60 laps in? We only had 16 guys on the lead lap. Crazy. Yeah, that was a crazy bonkers numbers.
3: Out. Yeah, that was the craziest 60 laps I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And then, uh, guys, lap five, bad luck for Austin Dillon. He brings out the caution with a flat tire, brings some debris out on the track. So, terrible luck for him to start off the race.
3: Cool. When they took that tire off, even worse luck happened for him. Because that's when uh, the heat and the fumes started getting into his yep. car. So, I for that, for sure. For going on 400 laps with that crap.
0: Yeah. And we get Joey Logano. He goes on to win stage one. I know Dalton's happy about that. Gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ryan, we... Ryan Ryan Blaney giving them that middle finger. He's he dropped his king crown.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was thank great. you, yeah. well, thank you, thank Never. you, Ryan.
1: But, well, but it's not as good as when Kyle flipped off Joey in the Daytona
2: 500 <laughs> yeah. while driving
1: 200 miles an hour.
2: Never <laughs> fails to watch. Uh... Joey Logano raced his teammate like a complete ass hat once again. Hey, watch your language, man. Damn, you're oh, you picking know, his you rear know. tires up off the ground on like lap 16. It's like, okay, bud. Yeah. The brakes here. A-
1: well, you know, Joey's a real when d- his teammates hate him. Hey, watch your language, man. Exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right, and Jimmy Johnson, he goes on to win stage two. He was looking fast in this race. Mm -hmm. And then, guys, we were just talking about it, tough battles uh, between all the Penske drivers. Uh, Joey Logano just acting like a tough guy with Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney. And I'm kind of disappointed in Brad Keselowski. He was sitting behind him for, like, 30 laps, and he would not give him the bumper. Like, come on.
3: That's just to show Brad brad's a clean driver around his teammate but if that was joey logano behind brad keselowski joey would have shown him the bumper within five laps because that's just how joey races. oh yeah
2: absolutely and i think also too um both of those guys have the luxury of being that patient because they both have wins already so obviously you want to try to win the race but you don't have to push the issue as much there because you're already locked in and you know, you can kind of be a little more conservative. I think if that's like a Ryan Blaney or somebody else who maybe doesn't have the win, especially after the way he was raced earlier, time to boot scoot and boogie on you, buddy. Yep.
0: Yep. That's for sure. And then, guys, we had Bubba Walls. He was taking no prisoners during this race. He was (sighs) giving everyone the bumper. He was just telling everyone, get the hell out of my way. And worked out well for him finishing 11th.
2: Yeah, marched mm-hmm. through the field, stage points in uh in stages one and two, and like I said earlier, just missed a top ten. Um, that, man, what a hell of a drive! I I think he really is a phenom at Martinsville. Like if you saw him in really top end equipment, I think he'd be able to get multiple wins at Martinsville year in a year out. He that's is a first. stud, was, right? Yeah, that was
3: the first time in his career that he's ever scored stage points in both stages one and two. So go to that's the ball.
1: crazy.
0: Wow. Yep. All right, and then uh, Martin Truex Jr., he goes on to get his first win of the season, his second win at Martinsville ever. Ryan Blaney finishes second, Bubba Walls finishes 11th. And, guys, I think Ryan Blaney, I think he could have caught him if we had a caution, but we just had long green flag racing throughout the whole race. But, hey, no, 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 uh, no crashes, that doesn't mean that it was a bad race. We had passes throughout the entire race. It was exciting.
2: Yeah, I, I think we saw once again exactly how awesome this, uh, this short track package is. The tire wear was incredible, um, especially, you know, after the competition caution, everybody kind of got to dial their stuff in and react to what uh, what the car had. I thought the racing from beginning to end was absolutely incredible.
3: I mean, it's everything you could add for in a short track race so when i go back and i see on twitter all these people saying this race was such a disappointment yada 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 like i i had to call some of them out and be like what more could you ask for sure there weren't there weren't crashes there wasn't a late race caution something like that but that the race there were great battles all over the racetrack The short, like look at martinsville last year martin Trucks you left 464 laps last year you couldn't even get to his back bumper if you were trying to go make a pass from the Leibos, these cars in this package, you were able to do that. We saw tons of passes. It was, it was just overall phenomenal race. And shout-out to my boy, Matthew Benedetto, coming home P7. Did not see that one coming at the start. And, yep, Martin Truex Jr., just going to do Martin Truex Jr. type things. Unfortunately, not happy he won the race, but that's another stock car spectacle race prediction.
2: But for first career win for James Small, though, so that's big for him. Yeah. But, Nick... We didn't have a late race caution, a photo finish, where somebody moved the leader for the win. How could it be a good race? I don't get it. Yeah,
3: honestly, dude, it
0: sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm getting sick of people, like,
0: you know, about all this, you know? Hey, watch your language, man. Well, we're having good racing, and people want crashes, crashes, crashes. Like, that's not NASCAR. Come on, people.
2: Well, I just think, with maybe the exception of the 600, which... I actually enjoyed more than most fans, yeah. but I, under- yeah. I understand how people didn't. But with the exception of that race, I thought the racing this year has been absolutely incredible with a lot of racetracks.
3: It's the same people that I see on Twitter that are just complaining, complain, complain, And it's just driving me crazy, so I, I just had to unleash the beast last night.
0: That's when you got to go mute, mute, <laughs> mute. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, done that.
2: Yeah. Hold yeah. on, I wanna before I wanna before we move on though, I wanna I wanna touch on something. Dalton, you were a little unhappy with Mr. Corey LaJoy yesterday. You wanna you wanna elaborate on that for the stock car spectacle audience? Corey.
1: What <laughs> are you doing? Okay, okay. This doesn't make sense. Okay, look, you wanna go for stage points. I totally get that, but you had no chance, dude. What oh my god. Why would you stay out with 10 laps to go on old friggin' tires? I think you're gonna get stage points. Doesn't make sense to me. And uh, and I'm just gonna say, Cory The only reason why Corey wanted to stay out yeah, is because he wanted to trap Denny Hamill lap down because he still triggered over heart rate. I don't know why they're mad at that, but it is what it is. He trapped Kyle lap down. You know, whatever.
3: Well, it wasn't just because of their whole beef. They've had beef for like two or three months now. Yeah. These guys
1: are always jabbing at each other. I but loved it. I- but I, I will that. get, I will give Corey LaJoy this. Denny Hamlet says a lot of stupid things and gets mad over lots of stupid stuff. So I yeah. have to, I have to give Corey that. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome.
2: And I think the rivalry comes a lot more from too, you know, uh, Corey was making a, a post the other day trying to, you know, plug a sponsor and then ben, ben Denny coming in to, you know, kick the little guy once again. Oh, you know this and, that. and it's like the. The nth time, he's taking a shot at Corey for something stupid. So, yeah, yeah, I understand him wanting to stay out there. You know, Kyle was a little bit of an innocent bystander, I guess, for him trying to trap Denny. But at the same time, you know what, man? You're responsible for your own race, I think. Corey's trying to stay out. Maybe he does or doesn't get stage points. But, you know, either way, he's trying to, you know, give himself a chance to finish that stage and get half-ass decent track position, which we all know Martinsville's about. So I totally understand the move. And I totally thought it was awesome to do it to to trap Denny after running his mouth all week.
1: Yeah. Well, well, if, Corey, if it was two laps to go or one to two laps to go during the stage in, I would, I really wouldn't be as mad. But 10 to go on old tires, you you really didn't stand a chance, to be honest with you.
3: I mean, it worked out for Bubba because Bubba stayed out as well, and Bubba got stage points. No, Bubba, no, Bubba, took, two. T- no, Bubba took two tires. Bubba took two, that's right. Yeah. 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 Ah. So...
2: Yep. No, I thought that I thought that was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. Well, oh, I just uh, love Cory go when he when he said,
3: Oh, I feel so bad that the eleven got trapped.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's
3: that's
0: <laughs> why he did it. That's why he did it. Yeah. He, he,
1: he didn't care about states points. That's what y'all don't
0: understand. I, I, I don't care. This is gonna brew up a great rivalry and I'm ready yeah. for it. <laughs> well, okay then. That's what we need, NASCAR. We need way more rivalries, man. I feel like, you know, we, we get a little, like, you know, head-to-head for, like, maybe one, two races, and then that's it. That's all we hear about. We haven't heard, you know, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch. I want them beating the crap out of each other every goddamn race.
1: <laughs> well, well, I, I hate NASCAR fights, to be honest with you.
0: Oh, but really? is it, what, because Kyle got taken out by Joey's pit crew? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: that,
0: that's it. <what> I'm leaving. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. Okay, well, the reason why I hate NASCAR fights so much is that <laughs> they don't let them fight, ever. They, pickers always have to get in the middle of it. They don't let the driver settle it out. Like, you, you, you can barely get a punch. All they do is push a shove. It's not as good as baseball uh, fights. I've got a few
3: good looks to the face. But, do
1: <laughs>
0: I hate you guys. <laughs> It's all love on the stock car spectacle. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh no, I, I I agree to uh to an extent though. It's like they really don't let them kind of, and I mean, they can't. You can't have somebody get hurt over something like that. But I mean, I don't uh, want people to get hurt. It's just it's weird the way that they they kind of police certain things the way they do. Like, do you guys remember the Joey and Denny incident from last year? It's like, oh, you know, you had, you had pit crew members coming in and pushing people and you know, trying to act the tough guy. And that stuff's got to stay out of it. Like, make those guys stay in the box, their pit boxes, and let, let the drivers do their thing.
0: Well, Joey can't oh, fight
1: because he has to run away.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Well, well that then, yeah, you got to have, to have the pit crew guy freaking yank him by the collar to the ground. Yeah, James, dude, that could have
1: killed break him, dude. His for God's
0: sake. That was scary when I saw it. I was like, holy crap, man. Like, yeah, he could have broken his goddamn neck.
2: Dude, All 100%, right. man, especially somebody that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't expect that coming, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, that was crazy. But hey, that's just short track racing. Have a have a good Hey, watch your
1: language, man. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: jeez. Oh, oh. Tre- Tre- Trevor Bane's going to be working the radio a lot for this episode. Yeah, I tell watch you that. <laughs>
2: We need to get you, like, a soundboard with that. You just press it, like, every time. All
0: right, guys. But I think that's a good spot to end our review show. You boys got anything else to add before we go? Uh,
1: You might want to tell a story that might be entertaining. Sure. Go for it. I about missed the whole thing yesterday. Uh,
0: (laughs) I thought you were at Hooters watching it.
1: Okay, here's what happened. Okay, so I have YouTube TV, okay? YouTube TV went down... Not just on my TV, like everywhere. I looked it up, everybody was having problems with it. And it wasn't getting fixed, so I'm like, Well, I gotta go somewhere and find find a race to watch. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings at first. I sat down, I get a drink, and I asked them, Hey, can you please change the race to Fox Sports One please? I said, Sure, they changed it to Fox Force One, they don't even have it. So oh. I'm like Well, I'm gonna have to go now. Like the the Green Fly is getting ready to start and I'm just like, Okay, like here's money for my drink, goodbye. I'm gonna have to go. I have no idea what sports bars in Murfreesboro have, Fox Sports 1, but there was a Hooters uh, near where I live, and I thought it was closed at first, it, not not just because of COVID. I mean, they, they closed before this coronavirus outbreak began for something. I can't remember why, so I thought they were closed, but I thought maybe I'm going to drive by there and see if they got it, and I saw they are open. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going in, and I go in. I asked them to change Fox Sports 1 before I sat down. I saw it was already on TV, so – I went in and got that and right on time before green flight dropped. So I got to say, you may, you may sponsor the wrong driver, but thank you Hooters for saving my life. So the moral (laughs) of the
2: story is Dalton got to watch a race at his second favorite driver, Chase Elliott's sponsors restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and of course I had to chase it in there talking. Yep. 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 Oh, oh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've watched a race once or twice from the Hooters by us and, uh, Honestly, it's a little cooler than you think even being up here in Illinois. Cause, uh, but, uh, no, hey, never bad when you're having uh, Hooters wings watching the race, though, brother.
1: Uh, now, one more thing I got to say, uh, say before I move on. Uh, I, I, I think I know why Kyle sucked yesterday. I think oh, I'm cursed. I think I'm <laughs> cursed. I am never watching a NASCAR race, a Tennessee Vols, Nashville Predators, Carolina Panthers game at any bar ever again. <laughs> uh, and, and here's the reason well, I, have, I have a bad bad trend so starting with this year for NASCAR in the Daytona 500 I had to watch the rest of the Daytona 500 at a sports bar in Orlando Kyle's leading with uh, 18 laps to go in the Daytona 500 the engine blows so then he got that uh, he sucked last night I was watching it at a bar uh, now we get to Tennessee Vols I was at Myrtle Beach last year on Labor Day uh, weekend and Tennessee's first game against friggin Georgia State I was watching that game at the bar, got beat by Georgia State. So embarrassing. (laughs) And and on New Year's Day, I went to go watch the uh, Winter Classic between Nashville and Dallas, and we got killed (laughs) by Dallas.
3: So (laughs) maybe it's not you. Maybe your sports teams just suck.
2: No, screw you, dude. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey,
2: Tennessee. Final appearance on the stock car spectacle, probably. <laughs> t- t- Tennessee had a turnaround last year. First of all, Kyle
1: Bush is still one of the greatest drivers of all time. Nashville and Nashville players.
2: still sucks. Nah. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, we would have made the play. Uh, Chicago would not have made the playoffs. If it wasn't for this COVID shutdown. Just saying.
0: Yeah, but remember the last time the NHL had an irregular season? What happened? Oh yeah, Hawks won the Stanley Cup. So. uh, <laughs> God. Something uh you guys don't have, unfortunately.
2: Uh-oh. Uh oh Oh boy. Is, is this the stock car spectacle or is this what has this turned into? Hey. <laughs> why, why do you hang toilet paper up like that?
1: <laughs> That's <sounds> not funny. <laughs> I well uh, you know you know, people in Murfreesboro, Tennessee are still hoarding toilet paper.
2: Well oh, yeah, you not. got some on the wall, man. No, it.
1: I've got I've got to start buying Florida Gators, Joey Logano, and Chicago Blackhawks and flags. If, not, if people don't stop hoarding all the toilet
0: paper. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, tell me, why are you a Panthers fan and not Titans fan?
1: Okay, I was actually a Broncos fan first. Uh, actually, actually, no. Do you know how LeBron uh, Lakers fans are just LeBron James fans? Like they're not really Lakers fans. That was me with uh, Peyton Manning. Like I start when I started watching football. I was a big Peyton Manning guy. I mean, he's a former
2: yeah Tennessee ten- guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, former Tennessee guy. So I pulled for him when he played for the Colts, but then he got hurt and moved to Denver. So I'm like, okay, I'm moving to Denver. Then he retired, and I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted to stay with Denver or find another team. I thought about the Titans, but that was back when they were really, really suckin'. And Charlotte's a city that I really want to move to. Uh, now that I've graduated college, I wanted to find a NASCAR job there. And I just thought, you know what? Because since my my city, I wanted to pull for the Carolina Panthers over there. So that's that's why I chose them. Plus, I like the colors, too. Yeah,
2: they, they got some of the best-looking jerseys, I think, in the NFL. And even as a Bears fan, I got no problem with the Panthers. We oh. we can, we cannot hate each other on that one. I, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I like the
1: Bears. And plus, my dad, one of the biggest Bears fans you ever meet, but he hates Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, he, oh. Wants, he wants oh, him out of we're here. We're
2: not going to go down there because this will be a six-hour not hour go down that
1: path. All
0: right,
1: well, I, I just wanted to get that out there. So. Well, you,
0: you can thank us for Olsen. <laughs> yeah, you what? got old freggy Oh, my no, God. No,
1: that was frigging friggin David Tepper's fault. Threw him under the bus just like he did Cam Newton. <laughs> I, I do not like the new owner. I really, really don't.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to have to get used to it because the Bears, we've had terrible owners for many, many years.
1: <laughs> oh, well. Let's go Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy <laughs> my guy.
0: Oh, my God. You guys are set with him.
2: Holy crap. Yeah, he's a Cr- beast, man.
1: a Cr- McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater are my only hope on this team.
2: <laughs> there you go. It's just crazy to see Teddy playing again. My uh, My good buddy lives up in Minnesota, and, you know, he was telling me, like, what happened, like, they weren't even sure Teddy Bridgewater was gonna like walk again, like live a normal life, let alone play football again. See, see that's my big.
1: Back. See, that's my biggest fear. The Carolina Panthers offensive line sucks. Like they are so bad, can't block worth a crap.
2: Welcome my to biggest, the club. It's like our line. Hey.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my big, my biggest fear. I mean, if they miss one block, there's a good chance Teddy could get her and our season's over. So
2: we we Who gotta knows, get
0: it Yep. All right, guys, I think that's a good place to end our show. We kind of got a little off-topic with other sports, but, <laughs> hey, it's good talking with you, Dalton. Thanks for being right. on the show. Guys, for the Stock Car Spectacle, I'm Ian Jortson. I'm Mike Gamble.
1: I'm Nick Kinsel. And I'm Dalton Ready Bush. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: guys, make, make sure to watch our shows uh, upcoming this week. We're going to be previewing Homestead. We're going to be going into Kinzel's classroom. So guys, thanks for watching, we'll see you next time. Hey, everybody, welcome to the stock car spectacle. I'm
2: Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kinzel. And I'm Dalton
1: Rattie Bush.
2: So, uh, sorry, right. You guys are No, you, no you're fine. You're
0: fine. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Dalton. Thanks for joining us again for another episode. We're going to be going into the Kinzel's classroom. So, Professor, take it away, bud.
3: Alright boys, class is in session. So for anyone who doesn't, we're going to try something new today. I was, we, I've was, i been thinking about it and we're still going to do the traditional five drivers, give them a grade, but instead of everybody giving their opinion on that one driver, I'm going to assign you guys some drivers here. I'm going to assign uh, two of you to each driver and we'll try and kind of spice things up a little bit, kind of get away from the repetitiveness that I've been seeing lately i don't like that in my classroom i don't like competitiveness in my classroom so let's get let's get going here first driver on my list is the number 11 of denny hamlin p24 denny just did not have himself a typical martinsville day yes i know that everybody dropped like no recovery for denny really no speed for him There's the 24th i circled Denny to win this thing. I thought Denny had a great shot of winning here because Martinsville is such a good racetrack for him. So for Mr. Hamlin, I give you a D plus to an F minus right there. And so let's get, let's get Mike and Dalton. Let's let's see what they got to say about this.
2: All right. So yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to have to go ahead and give that a failing grade. When, uh, when a Joe Gibbs racing car runs that low, uh, multiple laps down for a lot of the race, um, it, they, they expect to be the best of the best, not running 25th or so, 30th, somewhere in that range, multiple laps down. And then you add in the fisticuffs and uh, the Twitter jousting with Corey LaJoy picking on the backfiller cars for <laughs> a guy who goes down there and you know routinely overperforms in uh, the equipment that he's in. Uh, really bad look, really bad timing to run that poorly. Um, shout out to Corey once again, trapping Denny a lap down when he could have <laughs> waved around. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, for me, failing grade. If I'm the professor, Denny staying after class, homeboy. Yeah.
1: All right. So, first of all, Ian, I want to thank you for stealing my Denny Hamlin pig on our group chat the other night. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> saved me from sucking, and I got a W. Anyway, uh, well, that's what Diddy, back to Corey Lejoy, that's what Denny Hamlin gets for saying stupid things. Every time he says something stupid, it always comes back to hurt him. All right, now, uh, all seriousness, uh, I am very disappointed in the performance uh, that Denny Hamlin gave. I had lots of high expectations for him this, uh, this weekend. That's because Martinsville, one of his best tracks on the schedule, you always want to uh, pick Denny Hamlin to win every time you go to Martinsville or Richmond, Virginia. And that was just a... Terrible performance. And, and you know, it's not just Denny Hamlin, it's the whole JGR team. They show up, all of them show up to the track with piece of crap breaks. They're trapped a lot down already. And I, I really don't know what else to say. It was just a disappointing performance for me for Denny Hamlin. So yeah. Here's here's your if.
3: <laughs> Hi, Mr. Hamlin. Unfortunately, I'll be seeing you after class. <laughs> So, the second driver on my list, he finishes one spot higher than Denny Hamlin, the 42 of Matt Kenseth. Guys, Matt Kenseth, I I just don't know what to say about him at this point. He had his one top 10 run at Darlington. He's just been, he's kind of just been in the way ever since. The speed of the 42 has just not been there. He's lacking everything. I know not getting to practice his car is really hurting him, but I kind of expected a little bit something more, especially if he's going to come out of the gates and score that top 10 at Darlington. And then I know we've gone to some difficult racetracks, but Matt Kenseth is just kind of like a moving this point. always seems to find himself in the way. For Matt Kenseth, I also am going to give him a D. So, Ian and Dalton, what do you guys say about this one? All
0: right. Um, yeah, Matt Kenseth. I mean, when we came back from the pandemic, I guess we went to Darlington. He got that, what? He got top 10, right? Yep, yeah. Yeah. And then ever since then, he's just been in the way. So, yeah, he got an A in his first race, but ever since then, he's been failing. So, yeah, I got to go with you there. I'm going to go a little bit worse and give him an F just because he, championship caliber driver. Yeah, he hasn't been in the seat for a couple of years, but goddamn, this boy should know how to wheel this car to a top 15. His teammate, Kurt Busch, is smoking him. Oh, so yeah. yeah F. F for the 42. <laughs> yeah, okay, so
1: <laughs> I had low expectations for Matt Kitson to begin with, to be honest with you. I mean, when we came back uh, from the coronavirus pandemic back at Darlington, I I remember we all in the group chat were asking, you know, where, where will Matt Kitson finish? I said, 28th, 29th. But, surprisingly, he got a top 10, and I'm like, okay, maybe, just maybe, he could probably make something happen in that 42 card, but Right after Darwin, Tate, it just went back to downhill form. Uh, and, and again, I had ze- a low expectations for Matt Kenseth. I, I'm i kind of disappointed in the way he's running with that car. C- c- Kurt Busch, like you said, he's the dominant uh, Tim racing raising car. There's no doubt about it. I, I got to get Matt Kenseth in F2. He's not performing that. C- Kyle Larson wow. performed a lot better in that car than he's done so far, and that's kind of saying something. So I, I got to get the F-minus to Matt Kenseth there.
3: Well, Mr. Kenseth, I'll be seeing you after class too. I think this is the first time in a good long time that two drivers have failed are going to be staying after class. Yeah, I'm on to the
2: all the drive- drivers that are in the back row of class asleep during the lesson right yeah. now.
0: <laughs> Nick's starting <laughs> to form up the NASCAR Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right.
3: The third driver on my list. I, hey, this isn't biased or anything, but I got to go. Matt the Benedetto in that 21 car, solid P7 run for him. Uh, so Matt Matt had some bad luck going this some bad luck going this season. Like last week in Atlanta, he blew a tire with six to go and he was running 11. But I, I I really do think that ever since Matt stepped into this 21 car, he's gotten better as a driver and that team. is – We went from Paul Menard. Who didn't really do anything to Matt DeBenedetto, who's like constantly up there. He can start the race as well. I, that team just can't seem to put together a full race yet, but last night was definitely a step in the right direction for that team. So for Matt DeBenedetto and the 21 team, for they, they really did put a full race together, in my opinion, last night. He was 16 at one point in this race. And then when we, at that first commercial break, he was 16. And then all of a sudden, post commercial break, he's like running eighth. And then he was as high up as fourth in the race. So, for the 21 team, I got to give them a solid B-plus because they're starting to hit on their stride, and I think they could sneak their way into the playoffs on points.
2: So, let's go Mike and Ian on this one. Okay, so, remind me, he got stage points at least once in that race, too, right? Stage points in both, both stages, I believe. Uh, you get
0: him not- stage, too? No, not yeah. stage two. He finished uh, ninth at stage
2: one. That's the only stage points he okay. got. Okay. I'm going to go a step above. I'm going to say an A minus. So for a driver um, in a newer situation, as you know, uh, being with the 21 this year, um, you know, to come out in a race like that, get stage points, and have a top 10 finish, not all that far away from a top five finish even, that's a hell of a day that, you know, that's something you need to celebrate. You know, we've talked about Matty D and that team, you know, they're they're definitely moving in the right direction. I agree with Nick. I think he'll be either the 14th, 15th or 16th driver in the playoffs. If he doesn't get a win and, you know, lock himself in. So, and, you know, days like today help solidify that, you know, regardless, you're going to have those days where things don't work out your way. So you you need a day like that every once in a while where, you know, everything's clicking, you're getting your points to kind of, Get you back to where you were, so yeah. For me, a minus a- day for Matty D. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll stay around that range. I gotta say uh, B plus for Matty D. Uh, hell of a performance. Yeah, he picked up some stage points. Um, we saw him like he has ran so well with his 21 and at short tracks. I mean, we almost saw him get the win at uh, Bristol last year with the 95. So, yeah, him and short tracks are really well. So, I got to go B+, just because we know that he can do a little bit better on the short tracks.
3: Matthew Benedetto, all of last year, had seven top 10s, and we're only, like, 10 races in, and he's already got three. So, I, I definitely expect a really good season out of him. All right, so moving on. My fourth driver I have here is the driver of the number four, Kevin Harvick. So Kevin Harvick finished P15 in this race. So (laughs) there were reports that he had that battery that died. Just never seemed to happen. The battery never seemed to go. He was up there fighting early on in the race. And then towards the end, he kind of just quietly fell back a little bit. And this is, uh, I was reading up on this, for Harvick, this is like his first time finishing out of the top 11 in like, 15 straight races or something like that so oh. harvick's consistency kind of went away for him but he he's already in the playoffs so this this doesn't hurt him too bad but that's a solid c plus day for kevin harvick uh he was fast early and then the battery issue kind of hurt him in the end so i got to give him a c pension 15th that's just not where we're used to seeing kevin harvick run so we'll go we'll go mike and dalton on this one
0: all right, you got to get me in this too, because it Actually, is. Actually, you know driver. what?
3: No, no, no. I'll, go, I'll let Ian have a say in this one. We'll go, we'll
0: go, on this one. All right. All right. I just, I want to start off. I'm gonna give Kevin Harvick an A because he had the wheel the hell out of that car. He had so many issues going on with it. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet from Rodney Childers. Rodney Childers said, can't believe we ran 450 laps with no alternator. Driver turned off every single fan off and roasted himself to keep us going, along with saving brakes for 450 laps with no brake fans. Can't believe we made it. Great car uh, for the first two stages, though. So, he was going through hell. He was overheating in that car, and he had so many issues. And, yeah, he didn't get the best finish in the world, but Hell, 15th place finish for all the hell he had to go for, A-plus effort. Maybe a C for the team just for not, you know, getting everything right with the battery and just every problem that he had with the four car.
1: All right, yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest Kevin Harvey fan, but I have to give him an A also uh, for that performance he did with, with no alternator. You know – As uh, Stuart Haas Racing kind of was like Joe Gibbs Racing this weekend. You know, Joe Gibbs Racing brought no brakes to the track, and seems like Stuart Haas Racing didn't bring any batteries to the track either. Uh, Because Eric Alvarola had the same issue as well, but unfortunately he wasn't able to recover. But for Kevin Harvey to go through all that and still come up with the finish he did, I got to give him credit. That's mighty, mighty impressive. So let's go ahead and give him an A- on that. All All right. Sounds good. All
3: right. Last driver, I, I kind of feel we got to talk about him and his performance last night. My last driver is 43 at Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace had himself a career night. We know he walked away 11th, but there were times where that 43 car looked like the fastest car on the track because he was just he was just moving guys out of the way. And they even had, they, they had a hit road, down their pit stop for the rest of the race, but the boys just fought through it. They still had Great pit stops at the end. His car kind of faded at the end of the race, but Bubba, in the long run, he really started to turn it on there in those, like, last 10 laps or so. And, yeah, well, he was, like, 15th at one point with, like, 20-something to go, and then he, he just turned on the Jets. He even said it post-race that long, that long, once that long run speed started to kick in, he started to take off. But, yeah, solid 11th-place performance with everything that's going on with Bubba Watson and the NASCAR community uh, and what the car that he was driving. So Mike
2: and Ian on this one all right um so for in my opinion that that's a solid a day all the Uh-oh. way around stage point stage one stage point stage two and not just like clip the very end of the stage points like healthily in the middle uh was it six stage points for uh p6 or p5 and then five stage points for uh, okay. p5? or P6 in stage two, so he'd get 11 stage points on top of the day with just missing the top 10. And honestly, he would have had the top 10. He, he was around Jimmy Johnson until Cole Custer mm, got yeah. involved. There.
0: It was, uh, I think it was 15 thousandths of a second between Jimmy and Bubba for that 10th-place yeah. finish.
2: And he would have had Custer not involved. He had him cleared, but then, you know, he got kind of crushed came into the lane there and ended up making it like a three wide deal when it really didn't need to be these guys are racing for position and you're just riding around at this point. Don't really know what we're doing there. 41, but that's a different conversation. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, with everything going on, Bubba taking the stand that he has, you know, for African-Americans, the African-American NASCAR community. Um, he's the one who led the charge on removing Confederate flags from NASCAR and its facilities. He needed to have a big day. He knew it. He delivered. That 43 car, if he comes out and he runs like 23rd here, kind of is a pretty moot point and, you know, not the greatest look. But he comes out and he dominates, has a great race. Um, You know, for what his equipment is to where he performed today, that's just an unbelievable job by him as a driver. For me, that's an A.
0: Yeah, I'll go with a solid A with you there. Uh Yeah, yeah. Bubba ran the wheels off that thing, probably around the hardest track on the NASCAR circuit. So yeah. And and that's where he got his first ever truck win too. So he definitely knows that track. That's for sure. And, uh, he won that first truck race in a Wendell Scott paint scheme too. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got to give Bubba an A for his effort. I mean, 11th place and he picked up some stage points. Hell yeah, Bubba. Let's go. A plus. And, uh,
1: I, I, I'm sorry to steal a spotlight, but I, I kinda want to have a saying in this too. It's just that Yeah. There was so much hype going into Bubble Walls for this weekend's race. I mean, like like Mike and Ian just said, the spotlight was on him for not just NASCAR but the mainstream media all around for, you know, what he's doing with the Confederate flags, uh, speaking out for Black Lives Matter. And also, Martinsville has to be like if if you want to pick an underdog pick for Martinsville, it has to be Bubble Walls, because like you said him getting his first truck series win there back in what 2014 2015 something like that, and I mean, it would have been a very disappointing day if Bubba would have went out there and finished his regular 23rd spot. So, uh, oh my gosh, people are calling me right now, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I gotta give Bubble Wallace an A on that one too. He, he really just dis- he did not disappoint. And another thing, there was a lot of people laying eyes on him, there were a lot of new fans tuning in just for him, for, like I said, what he's done. So it was really, really important that he went out there and showed an impressive day. But, I mean, I, w- I wish he had a top 10, but, you know, I mean, he gave it all he could. So, you know, got to give it an A for effort.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had, like, eyes. We had, like, Dion Sanders, LeBron James. We Alvin had so Kamara. many. Yeah, we had Al- My so boy, many... Alvin Kamara, baby. Yeah, we had so many eyes on the sport last night, and that is amazing. I think NASCAR made the best move that they could do. So, Fantastic move. Hopefully, we're moving back into the mainstream light.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just to touch on again, and I agree with Dalton wholeheartedly here. It's not only to have that performance, you know, in a bubble, but to have that performance and drive that way, knowing what was on the line, it's like, that's kind of stuff that makes you realize, like, dude, Bubba really can drive. Like, there was a lot of pressure on him here to have a good performance, and that was one of his best performances, probably since Daytona or Indy. So, Absolutely all right boys well
3: that's all i really got to say for you so class d- dismissed but can i please have the drivers of matt kenseth and denny hamlin stay after we're gonna have to have a nice long talking here but other than
0: that <laughs> dismissed buddy i think we're gonna have to have your wi-fi in detention too because you have been <laughs> out, out. oh lordy yeah we're gonna have to see yeah. your wi-fi oh yeah yeah You talking about um, talking I'm to you LT professor right. You're th- done uh, you now. Oh, uh, me. <laughs> no, sorry, but We're gonna have to, we're gonna we're gonna have to see your router in detention, bud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that'll do uh, it for the stock car spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson.
2: I'm Mike Gamble.
0: I'm Nick, Nick Kinzel.
2: <laughs> <How about you>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick Kinzel. <laughs> Dude, I'm on
3: right now. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
0: <laughs> oh my god,
2: guys! Uh, if you want
3: to talk about people going in and out, it's you, Ian. All three of you have been going out. Oh bull! Hey, watch your
1: language, man. No,
3: okay that's no.
0: because your wi-fi is terrible that's why we're all going out on I'm you i'm not
3: on wi-fi i'm not on wi-fi i have the best data out of all four of us probably oh uh, so it, it doesn't it really is. look like it but
2: oh my this is like a white
0: man Oh, my God. <laughs> right. I need to finish this. So, oh, my God. First and foremost,
2: yes, Nick's data and wireless router, both in detention with the professor.
3: I, I don't see it, man.
2: Yeah, you don't see it.
0: <laughs> All right, got guys. you to say? <laughs> all right everyone thanks for watching make sure to follow dalton on twitter and instagram he's got some great accounts make sure to go follow him uh if you are a kyle bush fan you will love it i wouldn't say you would love it if you're a joey or dale jr fan though but uh that's right that's right Yep. make sure to follow our good buddy patrick koto on the koto's mojo on twitter and instagram you can follow us on twitter and instagram as well so thanks for watching guys make sure to check out for our new shows coming up this week to the stock car spectacle i'm ian jordson i'm mike gamble
1: i'm
0: nick hensel
1: and i'm don randy bush
0: all right and we're going to homestead miami speedway guys first off We're going to be, well, actually, we got the Xfinity race first, but we're going to be covering the truck race right now. We got the Baptist Health 200. It's a 201-mile race. Stages 1 and 2 are 40 laps each, and this final stage is 54 laps for a total of 134 laps. Last year's winner was Austin Hill, and the most wins by an active driver is Kyle Busch, and Todd Bodine also has that with two wins as well. Uh, some notables that are going into this race. we got Chase Elliott again, entering into the 24 truck and we got Kyle Bush entered as well. So that should be a fun battle with those guys again. <laughs> guys, who do you have to win the race? Dalton, let's start off with you. I can already tell who you're going to pick.
1: Hey. I mean, I mean, come on. Why can't you pick Grady in this one? It's, it's going to be Chase Elliott versus Kyle Bush again. There's no doubt about it, but Kyle Bush do not speed I was about Pitt to say, I'll bet you 10 bucks weekend. and lose it on pit road again. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of that. There's no excuse for it. Kyle, slow the frig down, please. I'm tired. He just of wants being to make road. it
3: interesting. He just wants well, to make it interesting.
1: What well, pisses me <laughs> off?
3: <laughs> All right. I bet you 10 bucks and speeds
2: again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not t- well, yeah, you're, you're, you already win.
2: <laughs> all right guys, I'm going to pick somebody completely different. I'm going to go with the Truck Series regular, one guy who does really well here, um coming off a win actually, too. I'm going to go with Grant Enfinger. Grant Enfinger, um like I said, really good at Martinsville. If there's somebody that can take it to the Cup guys this weekend, I think it's going to be old GE.
3: Mhm. Uh, all right. Well, I'm also going to go with the- Truck regular, and if you look at the last 10 races here at Homestead, the guy who scored the most points here is that 13 truck of Johnny Sauter. So, Johnny's had an interesting past like two years. It's just like the race winning speed
0: hasn't really been there for him.
3: I think his luck turns around this weekend, and I think Johnny Sauter (laughs) goes to victory. All
0: right. Uh, I am also going to go with a truck series regular since they showed him up last week. I'm going to go with the 16 truck of Austin Hill. He won the race last year. I think he's going to do it again. So, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be some problems for Kyle and chase. I think I I actually predicted that last week that they were going to have some problems and it actually worked out. So yeah, let's go Austin Hill.
1: Oh, it's all your fault now.
0: I (laughs) 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 All right. So let's get into the Xfinity races. Guys, we have two Xfinity series races this weekend. We have the Hooters 250 on Saturday and the Contender Boats 250 on Sunday. They're both 250-mile races. Stages 1 and 2 are 45 laps each, and the final stage is 110 (sighs) for a total of 200 laps. Last year's winner was Tyler Reddick. He won the year before as well. Uh, Notable in this race, we got Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming back into the 8 car. And the most wins by an active driver is Kyle Busch, Brad Kozlowski, Tyler Reddick, and Matt Kenseth with two wins. So, guys, who do you have to win for the Hooters 250 on Saturday?
1: Uh, I have to go with the Junior Motorsports cars on this one. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the whole team. Uh, that would be Daniel Hembrick, uh, Darren Hart Jr., Justin Allgaier, and Noah Gregson. Uh, I think Junior Motorsports is on a roll this this season. And I think they're – and especially with Dale Jr. coming back, I really don't see why you would rule him out as a favorite. But I don't know. If I had to pick one Universal's part, I'm going to go with Nick's boy, Daniel Hamrick. I I feel like he's a top contender. Dale's in the race
3: on Saturday, and Daniel's on Sunday. So who's your Saturday pick?
1: Oh, oh. Oh, that was confusing. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Okay, well – I'll, uh, I'll pick for Dale Hart Jr. on Saturday, and I'll go Dale
0: Hamrick
2: on Sunday. How about that? I like all right. Eight, eight, eight car the whole weekend. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So on Saturday, boys, I'm going to go ahead and do it for Dale. We're going to put that eight in victory lane. Uh, every time Dale runs the Xfinity races, he looks awesome. Um, what was a couple years ago at Richmond, man, he was dangerously close to winning. He had one of the fastest cars all night Um, until things kind of went away from him. But I I think it's about time to get him done. I think it would be awesome for that Uh, NASCAR to have old Dale back in victory lane. So I'm going to take him in the first race. In the second race, I'm going to take the 98 of Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe, uh, another one, Martinsville, is a really good track for him. I think uh, outside of the junior motorsports, he's really good. That's my pick.
3: All right. Uh, So for my Saturday pick, I don't think I'll – how we can go against the 98. I'm picking Chase Briscoe on Saturday because that dude running the high line is just ridiculous. Like He's so good up there. I think this track plays right into his favor. And then for a high line plays right into his favor. I got to go with the 9 and Noah Gregson on this one. This is another track that plays well into his favor. So I look for Briscoe and Gregson to take the checkered flags on Saturday and Sunday.
0: All right. Uh, so for my, for the Saturday race, I'm going to have to go with the nine Noah Gregson to get it done at Homestead. Uh, Uh, We've seen, we've seen him. He can run that. We can, he can run that high line up there. He can run that Larson line. So he, and he has probably tested there the most out of any Xfinity series driver. So I'm looking for the nine to go to victory lane for the third time this season. And then on Sunday, Nick, I feel like I'm kind of flip-flopping your answers. I'm going with Chase Briscoe on Sunday. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Although, uh, two best guys out there no,
1: another notable will be justin
3: allgaier in the last 10 races he scored the second most points there so
1: i look for the seven car to be fast as well yeah jo- justin allgaier is the ryan blaney of the xfinity series great driver bad luck
2: ironically <laughs> enough i'm fans of both of them so <laughs> if it's your fault bud yeah like i said last night you gotta just you start wearing some
0: kyle Busch gear man
2: yeah well hey Ryan Blaney turned it around, though, yesterday, so the he curse did, of Mike yeah. was off yesterday.
0: Dude, if there was a caution, holy crap, I think Blaney would have had him.
2: I do, too. I yeah. think he would have got him, and I think Bubba would have got his top ten. But oh, we're off to uh, Homestead, so I think both of them turn around and do well this week there. So. All right.
0: There we go. All right, so let's go into the Cup Series race at Homestead. We got the Dixie Vodka 400, 400 400-mile race. Stages 1 and 2 are 80 laps each, and the final stage is 107 for a total of 267 laps. Last year's winner was Kyle Busch when he won the championship. There you go. (laughs) Most wins by an active driver is Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch with two wins. So, guys, who do you have to win on Sunday for the Cup Series race?
1: All right, I'm I'm going to start here. No one knows, nobody understands how different this race is going to be than previous Homestead races because remember, this is not a championship weekend. This is a normal race weekend right now. And the past years at Homestead, you know someone in the final 4 is going to win the Homestead. But now, you see here's the thing about Homestead. It's like nobody dominates there. Like that's nobody's hometown track. Like This this, this is really going to be tough to predict because I mean, like, like I said, you don't know who's going to dominate. You, there's nobody that's really good at this track. So, it's going to be pretty interesting to see. But, you know, I'm going to go underdog here. I am going to pick Tyler Reddick. And here's why. Uh, Tyler Reddick, I you remember he's the previous champion in the Xfinity series uh, last season. And what, didn't he win uh, 2018 as well?
0: He did. Okay.
3: It's time champ. But, back hey. Back.
1: Well, I mean, I really don't see why I can't uh, let him go on this one. I mean. I gotta go with Tyler Reddick. He know, I think he knows how to get around homestead. I think he'll be an underdog pick. So just go give me, go ahead and give me the eight card.
2: All right. All right. All right, guys. I'm gonna go with the number one of Kurt Bush. Kurt Bush has oh. some pretty sick stats here, if you look them up. Uh 19 races. He's got a win, four top fives, and seven top. And he's run really well so far this year in that one car. The Chevys are looking like the dominant manufacturer in a lot of a lot of the mile and a half so far this year. Um I'm going to go ahead and take KB1 and uh Rowdy's big brother. All right. All right. <laughs> Dalton, you're going to
3: love me for this one, buddy. This is going to be the best pick I have. <laughs> I have. If you look at his numbers here, in the last 10 races at Homestead, Joey Logano scored the second most points here. In 11 starts, he has one win, four top five finishes, and, and six top ten finishes. It's just really hard to go against him. When we go to Homestead, Joey Logano is really good here. So
1: car number 22 gets it done on Sunday. I'm, I'm so disappointed in you, Nick. This, this is why I don't watch your show.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, I'll damn. remember that when I send out invites the next time, bud.
0: <laughs> oh. All right, guys. So for my pick, I'm going to have to go with you, Dalton. I'm going to go with an underdog. I'm going to go with the 20 car of Eric Jones. I okay. think he, he finished third here last season. And I, I think he's finally going to find that speed. I think Joe Gibbs is going to have a good day at uh, Homestead, Miami. So, yeah, look for that 20 car in victory lane.
1: I really – I don't know if I'm ready to pick a Joe Gibbs racing car yet. Hey I, I, just, I just don't – well, I mean, Kyle Bush did say back in Atlanta that uh, Joe, uh, Homestead, Miami is a track that Joe Gibbs does run good at, just like Atlanta. So, I mean, I don't know, but I, the Joe Gibbs racing team is just so – disappointing this year it feels like 2014 baby all over again well i mean not a bad pick but you know like i said we don't know who's gonna dominate this race especially with no practice i mean because like i said this is gonna be a different homestead race in the years past when it was just a championship i mean you just knew the cha- a championship contender was gonna win this race so i'm actually really excited it's gonna be really interesting to see yeah
2: i think yeah. that's solid segue into like what to watch for in this race and Dalton like you said my biggest key to see what happens especially with the the Xfinity cars too um, because of how difficult those are to drive no practice and this is a racetrack you gotta rip the fence to be fast at the outside line they're right up against the fence is the, the preferred line around the racetrack that if you can drive it you will have speed are guys gonna be able to do that Having not practiced, are you gonna be willing to do that without having, uh, you know, the time to really figure out how to drive it up there? I think your veterans that you know that have been there before and done it, or your guys that have a lot of experience there. I mean, even a guy like Noah Gregson, who maybe doesn't have tons and tons and tons of Xfinity races under his belt at Homestead, he's always practicing there in I racing. I mean, you follow him on his socials, Ian. You know how much he's putting in time at Homestead and ripping the fence there. So. I think the guys like him and Briscoe are going to be at a big advantage. And I think the guys that we traditionally see in the championship four on Sunday are going to be at a big advantage because they know what it takes to get it done there. So yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot of cool things, a lot of a lot of cool dynamics to play off of here at Homestead. I think it's going to be an exciting race, but it's going to be really weird to see it as a race not on Championship Weekend for and a change. It's going to
3: be run in the afternoon. I don't think this is going to end under the lights. This is just going to be just like a normal Sunday day. No, it, it starts race. at
0: three thirty Eastern, so it, it might end with the sundown if there's a couple red flags or anything. But yeah, it's definitely going to be different having this race in the middle of the season because we're. You know, ever since we've been watching, we've had it at Homestead. You know, for most of us, and it's just crazy. It's just weird to see the season going to be ending at Phoenix. Well, you
1: know who I would, you know who I would have picked for this race, Kyle Larson.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Yeah, Jeez. you can still pick that forty-two if you want. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. So I think that'll do it for our preview show. Uh, you guys got anything else to add before we go to Homestead? Go Kyle Bush. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. So for the Stock Car Spectacle, I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kinzel. I'm Don Reddy Bush, and I hate Joey Logano. <laughs> <laughs> make, make sure to follow our buddy Dalton on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow our good buddy Patrick Cotto on Twitter and Instagram as well with the Cotto's Mojo podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find our uh, podcast platforms on Spotify, Anchor, and all over the place. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So guys, thanks for watching. Enjoy the races at Homestead.
2: What's going on, guys? Mike Gamble from the Stock Car Spectacle here with you. Guys, we missed a couple weeks uh, with the picks, and I apologize about that, but you know what? We're headed into Homestead, Miami, which is normally championship weekend. Let's get back on track with some of the gamblers' picks. So, Homestead, Miami, like we said, normally is championship weekend. This is the first year it's not going to be in place of Phoenix Raceway, which is one of my personal favorite tracks, so I am looking forward to that. this racetrack, you know, is one that's really dominated by the high line. Um, in the championship race, we normally saw winners and guys who had a boatload of success here uh, running right up against that fence, right up against the high line and ripping the top. I think that's gonna be really tough to do, especially with no practice. So they're gonna, you know, get in the car and just run on Sunday like we've been seeing. And I think this is a really tough racetrack for that. So I think the guys that have had a lot of success here in the past, your normal championship or contenders are gonna be at a huge advantage. So um, let's get into the odds. So a couple favorites. If you're somebody who does like to play the favorites, Kevin Harvick coming in at plus 400 or four to one Harvick, you know, is a championship stalemate. He's always in the, the championship for almost every season. Uh, he does pretty well here. Um, he's not a bad play at four to one. Uh, I don't know if that's where I'd want to put my money per se, cause that's not a huge return, but he does have a pretty good chance of winning. Right behind him is uh, another championship favorite, Martin Truex Jr. Coming in at plus 500 or five to one. MTJ's got a pretty solid track record here. We know he's awesome at the mile and a halfers, even though this one is quite unique out of the mile and a halves. He might not be the worst play coming in at five to one. MTJ isn't a decent uh, a decent bet here. Um, and the last of the favorites that I kind of like would be surprise, surprise, last year's champion Kyle Busch at plus 550 or 11 to two odds. Kyle seems to do really well here. He won the race here last year to win the championship. Um, Again, perpetual championship four uh, favorite. Not a bad place to put some money. Now let's go a little bit longer odds. Who else do we think might have good race here, but it might give you a little more return for your money. Kind of like our middle odds, Brad Kozlowski coming in at 10 to 1 or plus 1,000. Brad, your 2012 champion, um, doesn't have too, too bad a resume at Homestead Miami Speedway. Might not be the worst place to put some money if you're looking for some longer odds. Next on my list, uh, Kurt Busch, Kyle's big brother, coming in at 25 to 1 or plus 2,500. Kurt's got a win here. Kurt's got a bunch of experience here. He's got a boatload of top tens, I think 10 off the top of my head. He's not a bad place to put your money, really. So if you're looking for somebody a little longer, Kurt's not your worst play. So, if you're looking for your long shot odds, there weren't too many that stood out to me, but there are two. If I were you guys, you're gonna throw a little bit of money on. I wouldn't mind taking a gamble on myself. First one's Eric Jones coming in at 40 to one or plus 4,000 out of the, uh, excuse me, out of the uh, the Joe Gibbs cars. He's the one I feel uh, the most confident in a place like this because uh, he's done pretty well here in the past. And if you look at current form from Joe Gibbs. He's probably the one in the best form outside of Martin Truex Jr. right now. Kyle Busch has struggled this year. Denny Hamlin's uh, started the year really hot, kind of been up and down since. Eric's has kind of been right in the middle. Um, if you're looking for a guy to get his first win of the year and, you know, have the longest odds and still have a great return, EJ isn't a bad play at all here at 40-1. Another guy I like here, and he's got really long odds and I think are a little crazy, um, Tyler Reddick, 66-1 or plus 6,600. Tyler Reddick absolutely dominated it at uh, Homestead Miami, the Xfinity series. And as we know, those cars are harder to drive in a lot of instances than the cup cars. So uh, giving him really long odds, and he's had a really start, a good start to the season, I think is begging to throw 10 bucks on and see if you can make some money on or something along those lines, whatever you guys are comfortable with. Uh, that's something the gambler definitely, uh, definitely would approve of there. So now let's get into the, the gambler's certified pick um guys I'm again not always the biggest fan of putting my money on you know your longer shot odds guys but in this case with no practice I think it's something I have to do I'm gonna go with the gambler certified pick getting it done back-to-back weekends the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. coming in at five to one obviously have to put down a little bit more money to get a solid return here but I just don't feel super comfortable putting a putting money on and giving you guys advice in a racetrack like this where we don't have a lot of practice to see who does and doesn't have cars. Uh, I have to, in these kind of situations, lean on guys a little more experience, a little more poise in these kind of racetracks. So uh, MTJ will be the gambler certified pick for Homestead Miami on Sunday. So uh, that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Um, go check out all our videos for, uh, for the week coming out. We had a Martinsville race review show. We're doing the, the Homestead Miami preview show with the Stock Car Spec Boys. And we got a little different, uh, a little different dynamic this week on the Kinzos Classroom. We were lucky enough for all three shows to be joined by our good buddy Dalton Good, uh, Dalton Rowdy Bush on Twitter. Check him out; he's got a really fun, uh, fun account. Especially if you happen to be a Joey Logano hater or a Kyle Bush lover, he'll be right up your alley. Um, don't forget to check him out. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials and on YouTube. Don't forget to check out our buddy Patrick Cotto, the Kodos Mojo. He always puts on good shows, especially if you're a sports fan in the Chicagoland area. Show Patrick some love. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the race on Sunday.